no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bears Centrals. On today's show, we break down realistic draft options for the Bears at nine and much, much more. Hey, Dub, what's a good word, my guy? Been a nice little long work day, but it's all good, baby. Hey, man, you know what, audience? Y'all definitely catching me and A-Dub at a very busy time in our respectful jobs, but again, this show right here, I was happy when I saw it come on the calendar. I was like, oh, yeah, we potting today. Yeah, and we got a lot to talk about. So <laughs> We get a chance to talk about some good stuff, man, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, let's just jump right into it, man. Our boy Kevin Warren and audience, we told y'all, hey, we love Kevin Warren. You know what I'm saying? Not that we have, like, a great relationship with him yet, but he knows who we are, right? And I'm, yes. just, I'm so happy, man, to see him entering as the Bears president and CEO. I saw his video on his first day going into the office. I was like, okay, I see you over there, Kevin. I see you, sir. I'm wishing him well, man. I hope he do a great job. i tell you one thing. I'm just glad that Ted Phillips is out of that role. The problem is, though, you know Ted Phillips is still somewhere in that building, still somewhere involved <laughs> some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Ted Phillips is like, look, you can't get rid of me that easy, man. He's going to have to say so and something. And that's, the, that's the only problem there. But I'm just happy to see Kevin in place. And obviously with Kevin being in place now, we know what's potentially getting ready to happen with that stadium. I just feel like it's going to be a breath of fresh air, man. I love the diversity of this organization right now. I love the moves that they're making. I love everything that Ryan Poles has done this offseason. And hopefully, man, we're one step closer, man, to getting this team out to our sides. They make that move, which we really feel highly about. Man, it's going to be dope. I think this Bears team, this regime, they think they got, they know what they're doing, man. In my eyes, it appears they know what they're doing. They're trying to do things differently for us. And again, we have a guy that's coming here with NFL experience. We all know that he was the Big Ten commissioner. Right. I think that Kevin is better prepped for this role than he was for that role as Big Ten commissioner, just in my humble opinion. Based upon his experience, Fred, that you brought up before on the show, I think you're correct with that because the guy has already done some things already, dealing with new stadiums and things of that nature, Fred, right. understanding how the construction works and everything else. I mean, this guy can definitely bring some knowledge to that and um, – it may be perfect time for Kevin Warren. The things that we talked about in the past, you can't get over the fact that he has experience working with governments. He yep. understands the legal process, right? All the things that go into the state, because everybody's just think, oh, they bought the property. Let's go. No, no, no. That's when the work's <laughs> just getting started. Absolutely, man. There's a lot that goes on with that, man. A lot of details, a lot of people involved, understanding the entire process. And I think having that presence, who understand it a lot better and seeing it through, Knows a lot of the ins and outs spreads of what probably went wrong in the past. So watch out for those pitfalls going forward. He can share a lot. No, I think so, too. And again, Ted Phillips. <laughs> Era. Over. Done with. I mean, we talked about it so much, A-Dub. 
when we had Nagy here, when we had Ryan Pace here, when we had Ted Phillips in that president role, we were just like, dude, the definition of insanity with this organization, we just keep trying out the same people and we keep doing the same shit over and over again, right? And so now I feel like we're doing things differently. And that's why when I talk about diversity, I'm not just talking about the color of their skin. I'm talking right. about the diversity of ideas, man. Yes. People coming in here with different philosophies. That's important. That kind of change, those kind of mindsets, those type of approaches makes a huge difference in the direction that this team may go down the road. So you're right. All that has an impact because as we understand, Perez, you and I talked about this before. Hey, the Bears number one is 85. Something needs to change, right, with how we approach some things. And on the front end of it, in the front office, and also how we approach things from player personnel, et cetera. So all these things play a big factor. You're not having someone like Kevin Warren and many others coming to this organization with different mindsets and approaches can definitely help put the Bears in a good position to hopefully win down the road. Yeah, man. Put them in position as a franchise, man, to have a premium stadium because you know that's a big selling point to creators in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing in one of these state-of-the-art stadiums, having these facilities. We saw in the NFL when they rolled out their poll of all the different facilities, there were some organizations out here that should be embarrassed <laughs> by what people <laughs> were saying about their facilities. We know the name of the game, and that's the type of stuff that impresses yeah. free agents, and that's the stuff that gets your fan base excited about the team as well. That customer experience, you and I talked about that as well on this show, man, mm -hmm. what they can do for the customers, what kind of experience you bring, you know? I understand that a lot of fans who love being out there on the field when it's cold as hell, but hey, there are some of us who love to be inside too, you know, and think about the experience from being inside the domes, et cetera, and what kind of things you have they can do around the area and all those different things that really matters. I mean, I mean, it's a fair point, right? I mean, we talk about quote unquote bears weather, which in my opinion hasn't helped us much over the years, right? However, <laughs> people still hang on to that whole ideology of bears weather, but my whole thing is this. You got your franchise quarterback that's okay with the prospect of playing in the dome in the future. Let's just do the dome. Like that that whole Bears weather thing is so overplayed. And if you don't have the 85 Bears, if you don't have Mike Dick as your coach, if you don't have William Perry and Mike Singletary and Richard Denton, Steve McMichael, and <laughs> all them guys out there, I don't want you telling me nothing about Bears weather. Bears weather counted when you had Wilbur Marshall. Bad motherfucker boy. He and I'm sorry, audience, I'm getting off track, but that is what I think about when I when I think about Bears weather. When I think about the Chicago Bears, that's what I think about. And I was a little kid, man, when that team was playing. But there were some bad motherfuckers, bro. And that's what I'm trying to say is I don't want to hear people telling me about no damn Bears weather. You give me a defense like them, then you Ooh. can talk. Then you can talk to me about Bears weather, ain't done. Until then, <laughs> shut up. It was back in the day, man. I can, I can call it back in the day now. We're talking about 85. Yeah, it's back in the day. It definitely was back in the day, dude. Right. <laughs> so the fact we're talking about it in that matter, man, that was a, a great squad, man. And that defense, that's what made you love the Chicago Bears. I can't wait till we get back to something like that, friends, again. Dude, we deserve it, bro. The fact that we're still talking about 85, man, it's crazy, man, how much we're living in the past. We had a little bit of a blimp there in 18. But that shit came and, and went so damn quick. That was like a fucking fart in the wind. <laughs> so the fact that people remember that much, like, Man, okay. nobody talks about that shit. Nobody <laughs> talks about that shit. What I feel right now around the fan base, I feel the fan base is excited, right? I'm yep. allowing myself to be excited. But I also think that it's just not just the excitement. We're actually seeing smart moves that are being made. Absolutely. We're, we're seeing a general manager that has a plan. Th those are the things that gives me reasons to be excited, A-Dub, but also 
the head coach. I just think that he gets it. He understands the culture, the DNA press. He understands the history. He knows what we're trying to get to. He understands the mission. When you have people within this organization who understand that and want to work towards building something great, you got to roll with that. But to your point, man, the head coach gets it. He does. Now, audience, you guys all know that the offseason program did kick off this week. And I just love that time, man, when you get the players back into the building, right? Get everybody around each other. And we've heard so much about Justin Fields eating up. Justin Fields working with a QB guru right now. Everyone in the world will try to tell you, oh, well, Justin can't do this. Justin can't do this. Justin can't do that. Well, I have to give the quarterback credit because he hears all this shit. He knows what he where his shortcomings are. But he goes out there and he works on those shortcomings. How many people on a day-to-day basis know the areas that they have for improvement and do nothing about it? Right. Self-awareness is the major thing in this world. And there's so many people out here that don't have it. Number one is not one of those people. By him working with Bosman right now and working on his mechanics and the work that Bosman was able to do, not only for Michael Vick, but Teddy Bridgewater had his best season of his career working with Bosman. And that is someone that Justin Fields has been spending time with this offseason down in Florida, tightening up his mechanics, working on his delivery. And you and I have talked a lot about that on this show, about his work ethic, the ability to want to get better, the ability to try and put his effort into trying to get better press, and now working with someone who have had success helping other QBs out. Now he's decided to work with that guy. It just tells you a lot about Justin Fields, what's in his DNA, and how you want to take his game to the next level. We saw a lot of strides this past season with him getting better and doing some great things with his legs and everything else, Perez. But seeing the fact that he's not done working and still putting in every effort to get better makes a huge difference, man. I think this kid going to have a better season than he had last season. Based on the fact that alone, Perez, he's willing to put that work in. The guy's healthy, you know, in this yep. offseason. That matters. And Absolutely. right now in the offseason program, A-Dub, they're not doing any sort of on-field activities. A lot of it's going to be strength and conditioning. But just getting the team back together, I love that. And, and I love these offseason programs. I love that we're not going to have any distractions of people that are not going to be there. Right? So right. you're going to have your team. And that's how you build a team. That's how you build a culture when everyone's on the same page. Absolutely, Perez. And that camaraderie, man, getting a chance to be around the guys, be around the players, just to talk, catch up, right? Work out together, right? Build up with those relationships. That helps and can carry over on the field. I mean, you got to think about it, too, with, with Justin now, having a DJ Moore here added to the mix. Now he hits some time there with DJ Moore to get their rhythm together for that relationship to build. Just getting me all excited right now, Prince. That he bring up DJ Moore and your boy Justin Fields. Just getting me excited what to come towards us in the season and when these two guys get the hookup. So I'm hoping for a great, great relationship between both of them. Now, there's going to be other phases of the offseason program. You guys already know what those are, so I'm not going to bore you with those details. But right now, mostly strength and conditioning. But for me, having the guys back in the building, love that. Can't wait to see that what comes from that. But just I'm just excited for all that I've heard from Justin this offseason. The work that he's been putting in on his body, the mental preparation that he's been doing. The guy looks like he's been really attacking this offseason, A-Dub. I really, really believe that this is the year that you're going to see Justin Fields take that leap. I know you're talking about the passing game for sure, but you got some weapons to throw to, Perez. And hopefully, we build that offensive line, right? But that's another story, of course, we're going to talk more about. But the thing is, the fact that he having that mindset now of understanding what kind of player personnel he has on his team, right? And willing to say, look, I've got some playmakers. I need to get these guys the ball. I'm working on being better in that department. So, therefore, things can work out. Yeah, and so one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot, 
getting Darnell Mooney back into a position on this team where he makes the most impact, right? Yes. Not forcing him into a position that he's just not equipped for, right? Darnell Mooney was miscast as a number one. I think we a lot of us, we fell into that trap last season. Well, we got a bona fide number one receiver right now and probably a number two in Chase Claypool. Right. I'm okay with Mooney being a number three because guess what? That means there's going to be a lot of people in this league that's going to have to cover a guy with that speed and that ability to get open. Ain't going to be in a slot doing that. It's going to be a lot of mismatches, bro. Sound like a lot of trouble for the defense. <laughs> Trying to contain Claypool, DJ Moore, and your boy Money Moon. I can see a lot of excitement building up with that for us. Don't forget about Cole Komet working the, the team of the defense, right? That's yeah. why it's going to be so important to the point you were bringing up a, se a second ago about that offensive line of Poles getting that shit solidified because with the weapons that we have on offense, with a strong running game led by Khalil Herbert, who runs that fucking rock hard. Sir. This is going to be exciting, bro. But it's the fact that we see how this team is starting to transition, taking a turn into the right direction, and now having draft picks and make some moves in the offseason press, how all this has helped build this team up for that next step. So I'm getting excited, man, to see what this can bring for this team. And I know Ryan Poles isn't done yet. We already saw what he was able to turn that number one pick into, right? And we saw yep. the capital that came back from that, getting the DJ Moore. But now we're hearing rumors that Ryan Poles may want to trade down again. There was rumors that came out last week about a potential trade with the Steelers. And honestly, A-Dub, I feel like the Steelers may have some interest in Jalen Carter. And I think that if Jalen Carter is there available at nine, the Steelers may come up and get him. If that happens, I want to get your opinion. Are you okay with the, the Bears pulling the trigger on that and trading down to 17? Because what that will potentially do for us is you get that 17th pick and potentially get that 32 pick back from Steelers. There's some additional draft capital that you'll be able to get from trading down. What are your thoughts there, first and foremost, about that? And then secondly, if Jalen Carter's available at nine, are you pulling the trigger on him or are you going to let somebody else come get him? That's a tough one there, Prez. But in my mindset, knowing what kind of player Jalen Carter is, Prez, what he's capable of becoming, I understand. You and I talked about this already, about his off-field stuff and what's happened to him. But that kid is back to normal, back to himself. He can be a complete game changer. But you're right. He got to be in the right place. And Chicago just might be the right place for him, Prez, uh, to see him produce, see him do his thing. If he's at nine, I will hope the Bears take Jalen Carter at number nine. Okay, so what you're saying is you would not trade down if Jalen Carter's on the board. If he's on the board, I'm not trading down, bro. That's okay. a talent right there, bro, that I really think can make an impact. You, you, you sign a couple of players there who can help in the defense side of it. But to me, those signings weren't the signings that you would say, you know what, this would change a true game changer. I think Carter can be one of those players. Not saying he's going to be Khalil Mack, but he can come in and make an impact similar in that way for us. Maybe not year one, but most likely year two for sure. That's what kind of guy I really see in a player like a Jalen Carter press. Someone that can really change the game and be that impactful. And he could be impactful day one, though. But the thing is, you can see a guy like him ascending. And I think we don't have a player like that on the defensive side of it that really, really would cause that type of habit. You know what, A-Dub? I, I, the more you talk about it, I, I, can see what you're, I can see where you're coming from. He's disruptive. I can imagine him being that that three technique and and, and Maddie Rafu's defense. However, is this that elephant in the room? Yeah. <laughs> is our team equipped? Do they have the resources in place to handle a guy like that? Because to your point, bro, 
if he's there at none, it's hard to say no to that. It's hard. It is. Because if you pass up on a guy like that, that's on your resume. It is. <laughs> but then on the flip side, like I said in the last episode, if you draft him and things don't go the way you want them to, it's on your resume. It works both ways. But here's the other thing, Perez. If they were to draft him, they know what kind of player they're getting. They know what his issues are, right? So therefore, you can actually work on building what the opportunities are, right? work through that process. Because you know, right? It's not like you don't know what's going on with them. So therefore, if you do draft them, right, you already know what you're getting yourself into. You already know how to plan for this guy because you've done your homework already. Now what you're going to do is find the solutions to this. But drafting a guy like that, knowing what he's doing with Perez, know what's going on with him, know what kind of talent he is, and know how to maximize that, that would bode well for Chicago to say, look, we know how to handle players like this here. I think the only thing that I struggle with it because the talent, bro, that shit is, is a no-brainer. Right. I still struggle with the part, man, of him showing up to his pro day out of shape and unfocused, right? And that yeah. probably could be because of all the stuff that was swirling around in his personal life. I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But that's a job interview, right? And so in our everyday lives, and I'm not trying to compare our lives to an NFL, you know, draft pick, but hey, man. We go to a job interview, ain't nobody going to give us a second shot or a second look if we come in and bomb the interview. And I feel like he bombed that interview. However, I do respect the fact that Ryan Poles is doing his due diligence, A-Dub, and it looks like he's kicking the tire and trying to see, man, do we have a good read on this kid? Because the yeah. Bears have met with him multiple times now. So they're definitely doing their due diligence. However, the reason mm -hmm. why I asked you, would you trade down, because I think a team like Pittsburgh, where you got a coach like Mike Tomlin, yeah. I think that would be the perfect spot for a Jalen Carter. And the reason why I say that is I think Chicago is too, is too big of a market for Jalen Carter. Hey, man, he can find a lot of shit to get into here in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All facts right there, brother. You're on point with that, man. Because you're right. There's a lot that can happen here, you know, if you're not disciplined. If you're not disciplined, right? You get him out there to Pittsburgh, a little bit of a slower time, right? A little slower town. Uh, a town like Buffalo. And, and trust me, I, was, I don't want y'all to be like, Perez trying to send them to a different team. I'm just trying to tell you situations that I think could be more uh, fitting of a guy like that that has some areas of, of for improvement. You know, he's had some shortcomings. Right. So Absolutely. Mike Tomlin, though, who I've always talked about on this show as being a, a coach that I really respect and I love how he is a leader of men. Jalen Carter needs a coach like that. Someone to mentor him to help them understand life, of course, Perez. You just need that, that foundation like that. And I think that's what this guy really needs to be successful in the NFL, having someone like that that really guide him. But see, the, the thing is, and I agree with that, but I think also another thing to keep in mind, while that Steelers rumor is out there, I don't think the Steelers is the only team that will come up and get that number nine pick from the Bears. I have a, 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 a big feeling in this draft that the quarterbacks – I'm going to go as high as a lot of people projected. I think you're going to have a quarterback that's going to potentially fall to number nine, and you're going to have a quarterback needy team that's going to come up, and they're going to want to get that pick from the Bears. The Bears are in a really good spot here in this draft. Outside of a Bryce Young, who I think is going to go number one to the Panthers, if C.J. Stroud Ooh. drops a little bit, then that means those other quarterbacks are going to drop. That's something to keep in mind when we're having these conversations about potential draft targets. Because, okay, if the Bears stay put at nine – A-Dub wants Jalen Carter. And it's going to be hard for most people to argue with that, right? If you look right. at it strictly from a football standpoint. But then I look at it like, what about some help for Justin Fields? Yeah. So then I look at a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. And I've talked about him on the show before. 
Ohio State guy there. Nice here with Justin Fields. But <laughs> when I look at the tackles that are available early on in the draft, he's the one that I really have honed in on. Obviously, with us covering Big Ten football last year, we saw him and Skaronsky. So I feel like we are able to give you guys, you know, our viewpoints on who would be a really good fit. But when I look at Paris Johnson, I just think that, man, he would look great there for the Bears. He's athletic. He is. And all this, I don't want nobody killing me for saying this, but <laughs> he's a fit in our scheme. I know there's people out here that they make fun of when people say that, but the guy's a fit in the scheme that we run. As a right tackle, left tackle, what are you thinking? Left tackle, and then move Braxton Jones over to right tackle. The dude can flat out play, Perez. And the thing is I like about him as well, I do like his versatility. He got that too, Perez. He plays some guard as well. And you know how offensive line, we always shifting people around over here, yep. over there, unfortunately, but that's what seems to happen. But also to your point, I like Braxton Jones, but I will say the jury's still out on too, Perez. That's I fair. That he does some good things last year, but are we going to slip and say, you know what, is he our franchise left tackle right now? We don't know yet, right? I want to see if he's still going to make some progress, right, going forward. But having a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. come in, it's like, hey, we're trying to open the door up to make sure that we're protecting Justin Fields moving forward. Well, speaking of Braxton Jones, he's been doing some work with Olin Cruz. And a lot of yep. people have been talking about those workouts that he's been doing with him. And the one thing that Braxton Jones has talked about is he knew that he was ineffective against bull rushes last year. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talked about on film watching him, seeing him not being able to reset his feet, anchor his hips, right? A lot of people were just driving him back into the backfield. Right. Well, working with a guy like Ola Cruz, who obviously understood leverage in his league, who was undersized as a center, but was able to have success going up against bigger players in the NFL. Well, when I look at the things that Ola Cruz did the best, Man, if he could just put a little bit of that into Braxton Jones, who and Braxton Jones has a lot of raw ability and raw talent, but technical parts of his game need to be improved. And those are the things that I hope that Olin Cruz, in addition to Braxton Jones' own offensive line coach, Chris Morgan, hopefully a combination of the tools and the skill sets that they're trying to put in him, a combination of all those skills, will kind of flip that switch for Braxton Jones here in 2023. I hope so, man, because we've seen what happened to Larry Borden, right? And um, I had high hopes of Larry Borden moving forward. Of I course, think in most the right people type. did, too. Yeah. And, and it, it didn't work out that way. And I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen to, you know, um, Braxton Jones. But to your point, I applaud what Braxton Jones is doing with getting assistance, right, and trying to be better. And I think that helps. But I'm hoping to see that transition over. He got to take that next step. He does. But when I look at a guy like Paris Johnson, or you adding that type of talent on the line, yep. if you are the mover of Braxton Jones over the right tackle, you're adding a guy with that type of skill. He's able to extend those arms and get those guys, keep them in bed. That's what you need at that left tackle position. But the guy has a fifth for the scheme, athletic, fit in the run game. When I look at him, I'm like, he checks a lot of the boxes if the Bears stand on. And you always talk about this here. Protecting Justin Fields. We got to do it. We're seeing now the talent around Justin Fields have gotten better. If they stay at nine, do you have another guy outside of Jalen Carter that, that intrigues you? Devin Witherspoon from Illini. Mm -hmm. Here's where I'm going to go with this. I know I'm going the total opposite in the O-line. Mm -hmm. But guess what? He does go with DB, y'all. I'm going DB. Here's why, Perez. Jalen Johnson. It's last year, right? You talk about Jalen Johnson, 
you talk about who you got, you know, um, Vildor. Those are two right there you talk about as your cornerbacks, right? We know we have Caleb Gordon as the slot, really where he spent a lot of his time at, right, that you've seen, that we have seen him on the field where they pretty much placed him at. So you think about this here. You got Vildor coming up on his last year contract, Jalen Johnson as well. What's going to happen there? You really don't know. You really don't know because what we've seen in Chicago lately is we've seen people get upset about their contract, right, about what they're being offered through negotiations. And they start to throw things out there on the table and, and start throwing things out on Twitter and everything else, and it creates an uproar. I don't know if Jalen Johnson would be that type of guy, but from his history-wise and him getting into some little small little issues with the team, how he's actually going out there on Twitter and threw things out there. If he doesn't like the contract that Ryan Poles offered him or put out there for him, who knows where he's going to be and where the Bears are going to be if we don't have him going forward the season afterwards, right? So it's like, okay, what do you do there? You got two cornerbacks that's actually coming up on becoming free agents. You may want to think about bringing somebody home in-house and build up, right, and work and be able to take on that role. So pretty much getting your pipeline ready. Now I look at a guy like Devin Witherspoon. He fits the bill as to what Chicago culture is all about, Press. You know, you've seen him. You and I have seen this kid a lot. He hits hard, Press. He plays hard. He's physical. He got all the tools. I'm not saying he got the speed, but he got all the other tools and intangibles, man, to be very good for a team like the Chicago Bears. Well, he ran four four forties at his pro day, so I think he got a little bit. He checked that speed <laughs> off the box too. You know okay, yeah, but, but no, you're right. From covering the Illini football team this year, we're very familiar with with Devin Weatherspoon. Um, I got to interview him at the combine. Yep, Ada, I got nothing wrong with this as a potential option there, number nine. Your rationale made a hundred percent. It made a hundred percent sense. Now. If you lose a Jalen Johnson, which I don't want that to happen, well, you got a guy like Devin Weatherspoon in the wings. However, if Jalen Johnson is your guy for the future and you slide in a Devin Weatherspoon on the opposite side of him, now look at your secondary. Add that with to a Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson. Ooh, that shit sounds scary. Yeah, it definitely does. Jesus, I got chills. Just about <laughs> with, Kyle Gordon, with Kyle Gordon in the slot, Ooh, that secondary Ooh. looks nice, baby. It looks real nice, friends. We had that type of core. And I tell you one thing: I know that a lot of people are like, "Oh, Devin Weatherspoon, he came out of nowhere. He 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 might be more hyped than that he's worth." Flip on the fucking tape. That's all I'll tell you. This kid came from being a zero star recruit from high school, signing at a junior college, to coming to Illinois late. Being a Lovey Smith recruit last second, earning his way, becoming a shutdown corner in the Big Ten to now a potential top 10 draft pick. This kid's not going to take that shit for granted. He's not into all the, the fluff. When he was at the combine, man, my man was very short and efficient with his answers. He's not here for all that. This guy just wants to play ball. He wants to provide for his family. He wants to continue to prove people wrong. Zero-star recruit coming out of high school. He has been an underdog, Prez, and he checks all the boxes, man. When you're playing for something like he is, Prez, I mean, that is a scary sight. And the fact that this kid is humble, in my opinion, he don't say a whole lot you're saying, Prez, but I'll tell you one thing, man. When he goes on that field, he gives it his all. And I'm telling you, man, that's the type of hard-nosed type of players that Chicago has always talked about, Prez. And he, he's one of those guys that really could come in, man, and make a nice impact with this team 
um, in the near future. So if he was to pick Perez, he was the one the Bears are looking at. He's a guy I will say I feel strong about, man, because as you know, Perez, our secondary, man, we need to make sure that is sure enough for sure, man. We can't go up there expecting to go out and score 40 points, whatever. We got to be able to hold and stand our ground and get some of these top wide receivers in the game. Listen, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't bat my nose at it. it happen. <laughs> that's, that's all I can tell you because I love this kid. I love the way he flies around in coverage. And to your point earlier, he will hit somebody. He ain't the biggest guy, but he will come up and smack the shit out of you. Really would, man. It's not even just that. He's a playmaker. That's a good one, A-Dub. I ain't going to lie to you. Now, Michael, one of our loyal listeners, he he wrote in to us, A-Dub, and he's still saying at number nine, the Bears should go after Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. It's not a major need for us. And the thing is, I like the idea. I like the kid, Perez. He will do well. I really believe so down the road. But now you're making our wide receiver group crowded when we need we have other needs that we need to address. We got DJ Moore, right? We just we got Money Moon still here, right? We have uh you know other wide receivers we think can also contribute to this team like Claypool. What more do you want? You want a fourth guy? Do, is that a real need for us at this particular time? And I think right now Ryan Poles is trying to address so many needs on this team that we need to become successful that I think wide receiver is not the major priority anymore. That's a fair point, right? Because when you look at that wide receiver room, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, I can even talk about Equinemia St. Brown. They just resigned Dante Pettis, right. Ellis Jones. There's a lot of guys in that room. Now, would a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba be an upgrade over – the four or five guy? Sure. But to your point, A-Dub, that's a very crowded wide receiver room. But some people may push back with us and say, draft the best player available. So some people may say, you put him in an office with Justin Fields, is going to be electric. It may be. Michael, I, I think that you and a lot of people that are on the Jackson train, I understand. His talent jumps off the fucking, when you watch the film, it jumps off the screen at you. But that injury history. That's the shit that it just scares me. I'm not trying to put out the Kevin White comparisons, A-Dub, but we know how that story went when you take a chance on the receiver that maybe has had one really good solid year and you ignore some of the other things that are out there. And I don't want to put that on Jackson, but it just, it, it scares me a little bit. I would much rather go after a guy like, you know, at your point, what you said with Devin Weatherspoon, I'm okay with that. I'm more into the Paris Johnson Jalen Carter intrigues me. I don't know how yep. I necessarily feel about that. But <laughs> I feel better about those names than I do with Jackson. And this is no knock on Jackson, Perez. You no, and I, not at all. Not right. at all. But you see he cold. Pro- hey, he yeah. cold. Ain't he cold. <laughs> yeah, the dude got game, man. It's like, okay, but to your point, Perez, we've had some unfortunate luck, man, with, with drafting wide receivers. I hate to go that route, but we have. Uh, we'll go back and look at our history. So, again, the kid will be phenomenal, man. We'll be phenomenal. But it will not hurt the Bears if the kid turned out to be very good and we drop it somebody else that also turned out to be good. We'll still be in a good shape. Again, I want people to listen and hear us clearly. We know that that kid had a lights-out year when he broke the receiving yards record. Yes, we get it. I understand. But when I look at this wide receiver class, I feel like we're done there. In my opinion, I think that Ryan Poles has done a really good job there. I think safely it's, it's, it's okay for us to maybe look at adding a guy later in the draft. I don't think we need to add a receiver in the first round. Now, A-Dub, I do want to ask a question of you because Devin Witherspoon, as we know, has been climbing the draft boards. There's no guarantee that he may even be there at nine. Ooh. So there's another corner that really impressed me from the combine, Christian Gonzalez. Ooh. Now I look at him. If he's available at nine, do the Bears pull the trigger on him? 
Absolutely. I like Christian Gonzalez. I just thought Devin Weatherspoon was a little bit more physical than him, Press. Sure. But he got the tools. I mean, you're talking about getting into services. The guy can go get it. He can keep up with the wide receivers. I think he got the speed as well. He's more finesse. He's not as physical as Devin Weatherspoon. But you're talking about in coverage? <laughs> oh, man. Christian Gonzalez can definitely make some plays. And you talk about being an impact player, Press. He is one of those guys, I think, coming out of college at that position can definitely make some impact. Looking at the film on him and the way that he plays in coverage, the way that he defends the deep ball, Yep. I mean, the, the guy right there, he's got a ton of talent, right? He's not the playmaker of a Devin Witherspoon, but I just wanted to throw that out as an alternative because there's a chance that Devin might go in the top five. He may go top six, seven. <laughs> his draft stocks is going crazy. And his pro day, man, when I say he, I'm talking about Devin Witherspoon. His pro did nothing but just help. He answered a lot of the questions. People wanted to see how he was going to run. Well, guess what? He ran two four fours. What else you got? He can hang in there, man. He can hang in there. But to your point, Perez, I like them both. Christian Gonzalez, his stock has also risen as well. Uh, but that guy could also come in and do a phenomenal for Chicago Bears too. So you got two of those top cornerbacks, man. We can get one of them because there was, in my opinion, there is a need for it because we just don't know what the offseason is going to look like next year. You have no idea really. But definitely having a guy that's ready to take the helm, that's always a good thing if you have somebody like that. All right, now let's, let's hit it from the flip side. If the Bears trade down to 17 with the Steelers, now this is just hypothetical, audience. Mm. Who do you see the Bears targeting there? Ooh, at 17, they probably gonna go offensive line steel. You know, you probably I would think at that point they're pretty much in the message. They probably want to go to O-line. Yep. The guy that I look at, Chris, probably for that O-line, and this is probably a pick that might even be there in a later round, but I don't know. But this is the guy that we saw, Chris, at the senior bowl. DeWan Jones from Ohio State as well. Yeah, I like that. I wouldn't mind that. That guy is a big guy, Briz. He is huge, man. Raw talent, man. I mean, you talk about raw talent, Briz. He has it, man. We saw him in one-on-one drills, Briz, team drills. No one was getting past that guy, man. It's like this guy really has shown me that, hey, he can handle playing that left tackle or something. So this is a guy I think you talk about protecting Justin Fields. I do like Paris Johnson Jr. as well. But, man. I would say a guy like DeWan Jones with raw talent like that, Perez, he would come in and be phenomenal, phenomenal as well for the Chicago Bears. If we talk about both in the offensive lineup, he could contribute. Now, Dub, I, I agree with you about DeWan being a, a, a target. I think he may be more of a target for the Bears at 32 because, right, they'll get that 30-second pick. So mm -hmm. I do like I like where you're going with that because DeWan – Hey, he's a he's a massive human being. I remember <laughs> when you was interviewing him, and I couldn't see you anymore. I was just like, "Where they doing?" Yes, <laughs> that's he's a big boy. He's a big boy. But to your point, he might be a double down there, press, which is good too, right? So, to your point, if we can get somebody, of course, better sooner than that, I'm all for it too, man. I'm game time for it. But no, my point is, maybe you could target another position and then go after Dewan Jones at 32 or another tackle prospect because. Darnell Wright is a guy that I think that could be had, right, maybe a little Ooh. bit later in that first round, right, from he Tennessee. Yep. Another guy that we covered at the Senior Bowl. About a guy that can take people who are trying to the bump, the bull rush him. He can handle that press. Yep. His feet is decent as well. You talked about versatility earlier. He's got versatility as well. He's played left and right and yep. didn't allow a sack for 19 consecutive games. What's that like? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And this is the type of guys we're talking about, Perez, like him, is what Iberflu's like. He liked that kind of versatility. 
Guys, again, who can shift the route. I know I said it before, but these are the type of players that do make a difference when we talk about an O-line. But injuries just seem to happen, man. So Chicago Bears in the O-line, man. And, it, and somehow it just we get hit with the injury bug and we got to move players around. I don't know if Darnell Wright will get picked as high as 17, but I think he would be a guy that could be available there at 32. But I'm 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 a I'm a I'm gonna play a little game here with the audience. Okay. I'm just gonna say that Darnell Wright's gonna be available at 17. And I'm going to say at the 32nd pick is where you go out there and you get your three technique. And that's out of Bore from Northwestern, right? Woo! So my scenario, if we trade out of nine and say, you know what, Jalen Carter, we don't think he's our guy. Well, I think you go get Darnell right and get out of Bore. And now you got two blue chippers right there. At yes, you do. That out of Bore, dude, Prez, you talked a lot about him, man. Monster. Monster. We he is tough, man. He is tough. And I tell you, man, it's hard to contain a guy like him, man, who's hungry. I mean, he was out there, man, doing things with bad intentions for his, made his presence known. And I tell you, boy, he definitely fits the bill in Chicago because you talk about a tough, hard-nosed guy, he definitely is one of those. So you remember when, when, when we interviewed him on the field and you saw how focused and, and, and man, he was – I was like, bro, I just want to ask you a question, man. I don't want to go up against you now. Exactly. He's intense. I like he that is, shit, though. man. It can be a little intimidating, too, man. It's like, hey, bro, I'm not on that, man. I'm just here to talk to you. <laughs> now, I ain't Jared Patterson. I, just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, I, I, I don't want no smoke. You can get Jared Patterson, for the record. Anybody that knows what I'm talking about, if you saw the senior bowl practice, you saw what I don't know what did to Jared Patterson. And Jared Patterson was All-American center at Notre Dame. Definitely was. Yeah, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Not at all, man. He embarrassed him, man. <laughs> Bro, embarrassed the shit out of him. But my point is, that's your disruptor in the middle of Matty Bufus' defense, right? See, this is why I'm getting excited, because when I look at this draft, Wait. from 20 to, I would say, 50, you got some premium guys in that spot. And I would love if Ryan Poles was able to trade down and get us a couple more picks within that range. Because you're talking about multiple starters that you'll be able to flip that number one pick into. In those type of picks, spreads, quality picks, right, that can make a huge difference uh, for your franchise down the road. And those players you just mentioned right there, Perez, could definitely come in and make an impact. Man, you get me excited because I know that on our D-line, man, we definitely need the help for sure, Perez. We need to apply more pressure on these quarterbacks. We need to get more sacks and all that great stuff. And that, that's a guy I think could definitely come in and contribute and help out in that department. I feel like we gave the audience some really good options here. I mean, we gave them options at nine, and we gave them options trading down to 17. That's if that Steelers trade happens. Honestly, I feel like that would be a really good trade package, to be honest. But It would be a good one, Perez. And I, I think you just hit something to all of us about the quality that we get in return. That's what I'm hitting on. And I think that is the point right there, Perez, of the type of players you can draft because of those particular moves you make, you know, and making that type of move, Perez, could put your franchise in a good position. Well, man, I cannot wait. And audience, my boy A-Dub's going to be there at Soldier Field for the Chicago Bears draft party, A-Dub. Look, if you are at the draft party at Soldier Field, your boy A-Dub is going to be there. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to talk to the fan base. If you are there and you rock with us, I want to talk to you as well. I'm here to talk about the Bears. We're going to talk about how you feel about the team, why you became a Bears fan, etc. We're going to have a great time. Looking to have to see you all, and I hope I see some of you all there. Yes, sir. And again, audience, what he say? He wants to hear from you because 
I want A-Dub to learn about our fan base. I want A-Dub to find people that are fans of this team because we want to talk about you guys on the show. We want to type in some of your feedback on our next episode, right? So, listen, A-Dub, that's going to be a tremendous opportunity for you to be able to chop it up with our fans. I'll be out in KC not being able to deal with the fans as much, not being able to talk to the fans as much. But, hey, I'll be able to get you guys content from the draft prospects, potentially, see what Brian Post does. Shit, maybe I might even get to get something from Poles and Eberflus in the game. So we'll <laughs> see. But A-Dub and I are going to have you guys covered all things draft on both sides of the spectrum. Stay tuned. We got y'all. Yes, sir. Got you covered. Man, well, A-Dub, I can't wait till next week. That's all I got to say. Audience, we appreciate your continued support of the platform and for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. All to the draft. We're going to holler at y'all next week. And we are out. <laughs>